So I'll be honest, I've been trying to film this for almost an hour. I just keep going back and forth and deleting the clips of me starting it because, because honestly, it's been very awkward so far. I've been sitting in a car by myself talking into my phone and for some reason I can't get the words out of my mouth without kind of stuttering and getting awkward and like I said, dele deleting it and starting over. Anyways, welcome to the very first episode of my new podcast, Jumbled Thoughts. I'm very excited to record this and be doing this. I think it's going to help me get over my little fear of being in front of a camera, which is funny because I take photos, so I put other people in front of a camera, but when I get in front of the camera, I get all shy and awkward and don't, don't know what to do or how to act or how to stand. I forget how to stand. My hands get all sweaty, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to talk today about photography. So yeah, that's what the first episode is going to be about is photography. It's something that I love and I hold very dear to my heart. And I guess in a way you could say photography was my quote unquote first love. It, it's been a very nice creative outlet for me and a way for me to express how I'm feeling and ways for me to challenge myself creatively, which is what I love doing. And actually, it's funny that I, and I, well, for me, I think it's funny that I love photography this much because I never wanted to do photography. I didn't have anything against it. I just didn't really know. I didn't think about it. I didn't know photography was as deep as it was. I always wanted to do graphic design, which that was it. My, I was set on doing graphic design. Preferably, I always really loved like flat vector, kind of like logo design, like illustrator designs and like in eighth grade, my freshman year of high school, those two years, I was so in awe of people like Aaron Draplin and John Contino, who did very flat vector image logo design. And I was just so wrapped up in that. It was just so fascinating to me, their processes and the stuff that they could make from their drawings to putting it onto a computer and digitizing it. I just, I loved that process. I thought it was so interesting. And I've always naturally liked drawing. So I thought, like, oh, this is great. I get to draw and then I get to draw it on a computer and I can make money off it and make logos for companies and people. And, and honestly, it just seemed, seemed like the perfect job. I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to start high school. I'm going to take a design class. I'm going to do it all four years. And this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And then naturally, when you have a plan, it always goes as the way you planned it. I'm kidding. It doesn't. It never does. So the at the start at the start of my freshman year, I had to sit down and sign up for the electives for the year. They had the all of the freshman class do it and sit down and there's just a like a list of electives and you just one, two, and three. You pick three electives and if you get it, you get it. If you don't, they'll give you one. And first elective, I was so excited. I put graphic design or it was just design class. I don't remember the name of it, but whatever. It was graphic design. That's all. I think I put graphic design, culinary, and then like gym class or something. I don't even like gym class, but I just put it down because I needed a third option. And then we got our schedules back and I got graphic design, which I was happy about that. But then I also got a photography class, which was really kind of interesting because I was like, all right, cool photography class. I don't know anything about it. I just only thing I really knew about photography was, like I said before, I really didn't know how deep photography went and how much you could do with it. Because I always thought it was just, oh, you're just taking photos, you're editing them, and then whatever, they get published in a book, a magazine, you make a f your own photo book, or, or you just put them on Instagram. 
I always kind of laugh to myself and think like, oh yeah, I didn't find photography. Photography, <laughs> photography found me. It's kind of like a cliche thing to say with anything like, oh, I didn't find cooking or I didn't find soccer. Or I didn't find cars or building stuff or whatever. Like, oh, it found me. I always thought that was the most cliche, like boring thing you could say for people who are just like, who just really liked something. You know, I just, I laugh now because when I say that I didn't find photography, it found me. It, it really did. Like I said, I didn't know how deep photography went. I didn't want to do it. But then I got that photography class and I walked in and, and somehow I had one of the greatest teachers I've ever had. He was this really old, oh man, this guy was a really old teacher but he taught a photography class and he taught a photography class really well he was like a mix between like <laughs> like bill nye the science guy and miss frizzle from the magic school bus like that's how i kind of explain it like he was like an older skinny guy with very white hair but was also kind of kind of insane he was crazy and i would just remember he would sit on top of his desk and eat kale chips with a big camera around his neck and yeah, this huge water bottle. Yeah, I'll never forget him, actually. <laughs> but I like to say that he's, honestly, I think he might have been my favorite photographer because if I had to go through and choose a favorite photographer of people that I've known or works that I've seen and stuff, it, it honestly, it'd have to be him. I didn't see too many photos of the photos that he, of the photographs that he's taken, but he was able to take someone like me who knew nothing about photography and just open my eyes to it. So then through him, I was able to see, wow, okay, there really is an art to this. You can pose people certain ways and you can edit photos in different styles. And then there's ways of taking a photo. I didn't know there was a, like, there's no rules to photography, but at the same time, there kind of is rules to photography when naturally trying to please the eye with the way you place subjects and the way you edit the photos and even in black and white and in color. And it's, he really introduced me into the whole boom, like full force, just like, shot me right into like this whole new world of like how trying to express yourself because I've always been a I've always really been a shy kind of quiet keep to myself kid so the fact that I was able to use this medium of art and put stuff out there where I was like yeah like I can put my emotion into this it was cool it was really and I, I think it hit me at the right time in my life at the right place and it just it worked it stuck with me it got me out of, like, this whole, like, kind of confusing, like, kind of young teenager, weird, like, I just got out of middle school and I'm now in high school, so I went from, like, really being a kid to kind of being a kid, but with adults, you know? So I think it kind of, yeah, it helped bring me out of my shell a little bit. It was a cool, it was, looking back on it, it was a great experience, and yeah, I'd like to say he's one of, he is my favorite photographer because he did great work and he was also able to inspire people through his photographs and I guess in a way I try to strive to be like that but there's also like there's also other great photographers out there that I draw inspiration from mostly that I draw inspiration from now because I'm um I mostly shoot black and white portraits which is my favorite I love shooting portraits and headshots and I just capturing somebody you can take photographs of somebody's face and it can tell so many stories especially if it's like a well-taken photograph and not well-taken as in it's clear, it's sharp, but if it, you just got to capture them, you know, there's a way to take a photograph of somebody's face and capture their essence of who they are and their spirit and their 
mind and their stories that they have to tell. So that's what I mean by taking a well-produced photograph. And really, I learned that through, there's this photographer, her name is Annie Leibowitz. Leibowitz. God, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't think I've actually ever heard her name said before. <laughs> I just know how it's spelled and it's got a V in it, so it probably is Leibovitz. But anyway, Annie Leibovitz, she's this photographer who's been photographing in the film and music industry for years. I think since like, I think she's been photogra photographing since like the 70s or 80s. And man, she, her portraits, she takes some of the most incredible portraits I've ever seen. In interviews that I've watched of her, she likes to say kind of along the lines of like, when you photograph somebody, she photographed them in their element. When you photograph them in their element, that's how you, that's where you're going to see how they truly are. When she photographs her subjects, her people, and she'll photograph them in their homes, in their bedrooms, in their places of work, or where they feel most comfortable. When she's not shooting for like a movie or a TV show or any promo stuff, but when she's shooting just people like photographers or musicians or actors, comedians, whatever it is. It's interesting. It really is interesting. And watching a ton of interviews and videos about her really opened my eyes again to making sure your model and your subject is comfortable because if they're comfortable, then it's the same thing. They're going to help you produce a incredible photograph and kind of keeping them in their element kind of shows how they are, how they lived, you know? So she was, there was one, it was kind of like the only way I know how to explain it, it was kind of like a day in my life thing. It was like walking through her behind the scenes of a photo shoot. And there was this guy, I can't remember his name, but I think he was an old actor, very old. And she was photographing him and he was close to his time. He was very sick and she was trying to photograph him. She, but she, she wasn't taking photos that she was liking because they weren't capturing his, him. They weren't capturing his essence and his, and his soul and his mind and a spirit and really who he was and she said as she was driving away she looked up at the window as she was leaving his house she looked up at the window and he was looking back down at her so she left and she decided to call him to call him a few days later and be like hey i want to come back to your house and photograph you again this time in a different element in a different setting so she photographed him in his bedroom and the, there was something about those photos where it's just very like it's very dark almost kind of dark and like gloomy and they, the, the the outside like the photographs weren't dark and gloomy but you could just feel there was like a heaviness to it like he was at the end of his line and not in a bad way but it was almost his time and he was sitting on his bed looking out the window and she photographed him from behind there was a nice sunset out the window and he was looking out and you could just you just felt like he had lived his life he had done you could get from the photograph he had done what he wanted to do he lived a happy fulfilling life and now he's just sitting on his bed looking out his window kind of reflecting and that's what i strive to do is when i take these photos is i want to take people in their element and i want to take them not outside of their comfort zone but into their comfort zone you want them to be relaxed and that's what i really draw from her because when i take portraits and i shoot mainly in black and white i always reference back to her and i always think back to okay how am i going to make this person comfortable and how am i going to put them in their element because at the end of the day you want to tell you want to put your emotion into it but you also want to tell the story of the person that you're photographing so she's one of she's a good one you guys should look her up annie Leibovitz. she she makes she has done some incredible work some of 
the best photographs I've ever seen. And honestly, it's probably some iconic photographs that you have seen before that you just might not know who she took it, you know? She's photographed Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 90s, and those photographs are incredible. Recently, I got into um, taking film photographs photo i was at goodwill and i was just doing some thrifting you know as i like to do i love going out to thrift stores and finding props for photos or anything i just like thrifting vintage t-shirts and stuff and vintage hats just anything cool but i came across like an old film camera one day it was just a 35 millimeter kind of point and shoot canon film camera i think it was like five five ten bucks i don't really remember it was it was cheap though i bought it just because why not I'd never shot on film before. I'd never thought to shot, or I've never thought to shoot on film before. I've always shot digital, but that's just the age that I grew up in where when I was old enough to realize everything was shot digitally and stored digitally, and that's just how it was. But when I, I got this camera, and I didn't know if it worked. I think when I shook it, it kind of, <laughs> I shook it and it kind of rattled, and I was like, whatever, I'll buy it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, whatever. It was five bucks. I don't care. But I went home, I put some batteries in it, I bought some film and turned on. And I spent the entire night watching YouTube videos of 35mm film or how to shoot the film. I didn't know how to get the film printed. I knew nothing about film. Which honestly was kind of interesting because one of my favorite photographers, this guy, he's actually not even a photographer. He just, him and his buddies just travel around the US and they have a clothing company. And he just happens to take photos on film, but his name's Robert Barranco and his Instagram is just flooded with these photographs he's taken on 35 millimeter film and it's just the coolest thing I've ever seen. So it's funny that I never thought to get a film camera and just do it because I was just so like adored his photos. I was just like, they blew my mind just, and, and I would, and I, on it, and I, I thought they were digital. I thought they were just digital, like DSLR photos. And he edited them to look kind of like this grainy old film. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know you could still get film cameras and film and shoot like that. So I spent some time trying to edit my photos to look like film. And when they weren't looking like his, I was like, what is going on? Like, why can't I do this? So then when I found this film camera and I looked up all these videos, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you can still shoot on film. I had no idea. I found all these YouTubers of film photographers like um, this guy Valandez and um, Austin Augie has been shooting on film for a while now. And I was just like, whoa, there's like this little community of people that are doing this. I was like, this is so cool. Let me learn from them because I, I love to learn. I just want to when I get wrapped up in something, because I'm I kind I'm the kind of person where I find one thing and I just hone in on it, and I want to learn everything about it. I want to do as much as I can with it. And then when I discovered film in this little community of film photographers, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me take a step back, because then that's when I really was like, it reminded me of being introduced to photography for the first time. I had that same feeling of like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, this is bigger than just taking a photo and trying to edit it like film you can still actually do this and that was fun that was a fun night when i had that camera and was going through all those videos i was excited that next day i think i went down to cvs because I, I looked it up and i was like oh cool cvs sells film so i drove down to cvs and bought like a three pack of the just the regular it's like the fuji film something 300 or i don't know it's just like the standard fuji film 35 millimeter film so I put that I loaded it in the camera and I turned it on I took a photo and I heard it real which 
I found out that if you take the photo, it's supposed to like click and then just like you're supposed to hear it like, like real through. So I heard it real through and I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm taking the photo like this thing works. Let me do this. So I was taking photos of everything and then I opened it up and then the film got exposed to sunlight. And then I later learned that that's not good. Photos kind of were damaged when they're exposed to sunlight before they're transferred over. And I was like, well, all right, that sucks. Let me try it again. So I took the film out. I put a new roll of film in. So I took that film out and then I ended up rolling a new um, roll of film in there. And I just went out taking photos of just everybody, friends, family, just pets, trees, whatever I could that I thought would look cool with what I thought was this film look. I was just shooting everything I could into like, I was just trying to fill this roll of film as fast as I possibly could because I wanted to develop it. I wanted to send it out. I wanted to get the photos back and I just wanted to see like what it was like because I didn't know if the camera worked. I knew it was reeling through, but I didn't know like when I sent the photos back, was I actually going to get images back? Oh man. And I did. I said, <laughs> I figured out I had to reel the film back into itself into this little canister and found this company out in California. I sent it out to them. And then they uploaded all my files to a digital gallery. And I was like, whoa, I was like, this is so cool. Like these photos look like what I've been like trying to emulate for better part of like six, seven months. And I was like, oh yeah, it's on. I got those photos back. And then I honestly, I stopped shooting digitally for a little bit. Not for a long time, for just for like a couple weeks, maybe a month. But I was like, okay, I'm shooting just on film. This is everything I want to do right now. It's just film, film, film photography. I want to really just get into this. I mean, so I did. I took some of my favorite photographs that are on film and it's just so cool having that option. It was, yeah, man, that was something else. That was cool. That was really like, like a kid in a candy store once is when I first really found out about that film photography. And, and honestly, if it hadn't been for Robert Bronco's Instagram and finding that camera at Goodwill that one day, I don't think I would have gotten into it. So that's cool. That was kind of definitely a blessing in disguise at the time. But looking back on it, that was definitely a standout moment. But then with shooting on film, because I was only getting that film from CVS and it was just this Fuji film, just color film. I think it's like color negative or color positive. I still, like I said, I'm not going to claim to know everything. I just, I know it's just a color type film. And I found myself kind of going back into this rut that I did when I first started photography of, I was really focusing on the colors, you know, of the photograph. And I was really trying to edit the colors and like white balance and which is great. I mean, you want all those things, but that was becoming my sole focus was I wanted these colors to look good. And I wasn't taking good photographs. I just, I really wasn't. I was, my photos weren't framed that great. And I mean, when photography, there's like the rule of thirds and there's, you want the subjects to be pleasing to the eye in a way that like stuff draws you to the subject. So you want there to be like leading lines and rule of thirds. And I just wasn't doing that. I lost sight of it. And I just, I didn't know. And the, I was so wrapped up in the colors and the graininess of like this natural film look that I had lost sight of whoa, okay, let me take a step back again and let me retrain myself how to take a photograph. So that's why I went, I put the film camera down for a second and I went back to shooting in my digital camera. But I told myself, I was like, I'm going to shoot in black and white. If the color is my obstacle, then I'm going to take the color out. I'm going to shoot just black and white. 
I'm going to shoot portraits and I'm going to reteach myself and retrain myself how to take a truly good photograph. I wanted my composition to be good. I wanted my focus to be good. I wanted my depth of field to be good. I wanted to hone in on my skills. I really, really wanted to push myself. So that's what I did. I spent a year shooting solely just black and white. Black and white, I was doing self-portraits. I wasn't even photographing other people. This was kind of at the start of all, the beginning of last year. So a lot of stuff was closed and there really wasn't much to do. People weren't wanting to hang out and take photos. So I was in my house. I was just taking self-portraits, putting my camera on a tripod, hitting it in the black and white setting. And that was it. I was just taking black and white self-portraits, but I was teaching myself basics of photography again which is something that I lost track of over time. And it was a fun process and I'm still, and I still am going through that process. I just recently started shooting color photos again and picking up my film camera again. And because now I can apply these rules that I had to reteach myself of composition and framing and depth of field. And now I can focus on the color and where the light is coming from. Cause the light source is a big thing in photography too. And like I said, that was another thing I just kind of lost sight of over the over the course of just me taking photos. So I was taking all these black and white self-portraits and then I started photographing friends and families and portraits and that's really where I got like this love for black and white. And then like I said before, I wanna hone in on one thing. So I like went and dived deep into just black and white photography. Not even black and white portraits, I just black and white photography. I wanted to learn contrast. I wanted to learn dark and light values and how shadows will play against the light source and yeah that was that was probably one of the most challenging things for me to do because I was using natural light sources so wherever the sun was that's how I was taking the photograph that was interesting and then I ran across this photographer um, Ansel Adams and he takes some of the most beautiful just black and white landscape photography I've honestly I've ever seen of natural parks and uh, or um I'm sorry, of national parks and state parks and everything out in like the canyons and mountains and forests. And oh man, if you get a chance, look up Ansel Adams. His black and white photography is wow. It like put me in awe. And like when I first like laid eyes on his photography and found him, I was like, wow. The way he was able to shoot something that didn't have a person, because I was only really used to shooting people, but he was shooting these landscapes and these rocks and canyons and gorges and these trees and forests and I was like wow like that's incredible so I got a foot one of his photo books of like an Ansel Adams photo book and I just was flipping through the pages and I was like this is incredible no I didn't go shoot portraits and or I'm sorry I didn't go shoot landscapes and stuff but it was kind of the way he was able to use black and white and gray and light and dark and contrast and shadows and lights it was it was really great and I was able to take what he had already done and apply it to my photos and his black and white landscape photos really helped with my portraits because I was able to use light to the correct way. I was able to use natural light the correct way, which was really fun. And I don't know if I'm saying anything that's making any sense or correct, but I know what I've learned and what I think has been helping me and I think it's all interesting. I think it's pretty cool. But yeah. Andy Leibovitz, look up Robert BMX895, and then Ansel Adams. Those three photographers, you're going to have film, you're going to have portraits, and you're going to have land, black and white landscape. And they're going to, those three photographers, I truly feel, well, they can teach you a lot. They really can. It's, yeah, that's incredible. 
in the way they're able to put like their emotions into it. It was just, it helped me put my emotion into it, which is good in art. In art, you need to put your emotions into what you're doing for it to resonate with people. And yeah, and photography's fun too because you can do so much with it. And I know this now, there's so much you can do photo books and you can like publish photo books and photography books and you can, you can do zines. I just made my first zine, oh, a month or two ago, but it was a really fun process. It was really cool. It was interesting. It's a fun way for me to make little photo books and just give them out to friends. And But zines are fun because it's another way of putting yourself into your work and passing that on to somebody else. But honestly, for my goals for photography and what I plan to do, I really, I really don't know. I'm just taking photos and whatever happens, happens. And if something transpires out of that, then great. And if not, I'm still going to be happy just hanging out, taking photos. I really do want to make some like, um, like series of photography books though. That's something that I would love to do is I really want to maybe do one of like black and white portraits. Like that'd be really cool. A bunch of portraits that I've taken in one big book. I think that would be really fulfilling for me and would be kind of cool too. It'd be kind of, (laughs) actually it'd be really, maybe I'm going to do that. I'll do that. Put a photo book together of my portraits that I've taken. If it's an all black and white, great. If not, even better. That'd be cool. Going from not knowing anything to about photography to making my own photo book and publishing it and selling it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Also, I would love, 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 love to shoot for National Geographic one day. If I, it doesn't even have to be a cover. If I could just go on assignment with Nat Geo photographing animals, that would be incredible. When I was a kid, elementary school, I wanted to be a marine biologist for a long, for a long time, actually. It was what I, I just loved animals and I loved just like sea animals and like fish and sharks and dolphins and manatees and all that stuff was It was interesting. It always really interested me. But then when I got into photography and I learned about National Geographic and you can go on assignment and shoot for them, I was like, that's what I want to do. That would that would be a really cool kind of full circle achievement for me is to shoot on assignment for National Geographic. That'd be fun. And I would I live in Florida and I would love to shoot like alligators for some reason. I just think photographs of alligators are crazy because they're just like perceived as such these big scary (laughs) animals these big scary animals and then when you photograph them people kind of people tend to photograph them as being scary you know eyes right above the water kind of menacing nobody really photographs them just being the animal you know and i know it's like funny to say but like it's true it's like what the media spins on certain like the way sharks have been perceived in hollywood as big scary animals that just want to eat everything in its path when it's really not true like they're kind of just keep them to themselves animals they just eat when they're hungry and swim around and hang out and they're like whales with (laughs) they're like whales with sharp teeth or dolphins like fat dolphins (laughs) yeah but that's what i would like to do is photograph like alligators and crocodiles and kind of show that softer side to them because they do lay eggs and they do like mother eggs so they are caring animals and i think there needs to be more shown about that so people aren't so afraid of them you know so that'd be fun to shoot on assignment for nat geo that'd be really that'd be really fulfilling that'd be kind of like a childhood dream come true that'd be really cool (laughs) and actually i love nat geo so much that the the little ad promo ad stuff that i've been doing for the podcast that yellow background is 
the hex code for Nat Geo's yellow border. I stole their hex, like I stole their color. And as I got into photography more, more recently, I've been kind of thinking like, all right, I really am enjoying shooting portraits and people. What kind of famous people would I want to photograph? Like I would love to photograph Zendaya or I'd love to photograph Ruby Rose. They just both seem like really cool, kind of interesting, deep, down-the-earth people that I think with the right photograph could really tell a big story about who they are. And yeah, those are two people right now that I would really love to photograph and take some really great black and white headshot portraits of them. And I'd also really, really like to shoot Jaden Smith and um, Tyler, the creator. Those, I feel like the two of them, their face just has a such a unique like facial structure and shape to it that, and I think they're just both very fun people to be around you know they just they put off that kind of energy where they would just be so interesting to just talk to and have a conversation with and get to know but also very interesting features they have very special features that I think would photograph really well and especially Jane and Smith I just think that'd be so cool but yeah so that's all I gotta say one of my favorite topics to talk about is photography it really is. Ask anybody I know. I always bring it. I always bring it up. Oh, you want to see my photographs I've taken? I just, I don't, and I just want to. I don't even want to show people. To be like, look what I can do. Look what I've done. I'm just like I'm so proud of it. I'm so excited that when I take a photograph, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I just want to show people like, oh, I hope people think this is cool as I think it is. Most of the time they do, and a lot of the time they are just like, oh, okay, cool, dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Great. That's cool. But then some people are like, wow, that's really cool. Or I do photography too. I love when people say that back to me. They're like, oh yeah, I do photography. I'm like, perfect. Like we're hanging out. We're taking photos together. Or let me see your photos. I want to see what you've done. Because everybody's got their own little different unique styles and ways of doing things. But yeah, it's really all I have to say. And if you're still listening, which I really hope you are, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day and tuning into this. And I know this is my first episode and it might have just sounded like one big tangent, but I'll get better at it. So stick with it. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and do whatever you love to do. All right. (laughs) Bye.